Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons on The Horn. Welcome back to the Sports Complex on a Thursday afternoon on the show today. We will talk some more Texas versus TCU. A starting quarterback has been named. We will talk about that. We'll get into that. We'll get into TCU and what their game plan is going to be against Texas and what Texas is going to have to do to fight back against it. Uh, we'll play some sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie, including a great interview with Landry Burdine. Uh, who was the color co- uh, commentator for the TCU Horn Frogs? Gave you some insight there. Texas women's basketball played their first game of the year last night. We can recap on that. Talk some NFL, all of that. And of course, your text messages 512 447 3776. 512 447 3776 is the text line phone number. We love to have you as a part of the show each and every week. We try to get to all of your texts. I promise we really do try. Sometimes don't get to them, but we will try again tomorrow and we'll try again today to get to all of your texts here on the Sports Complex. All right. I hope everybody's having a good day. The weather has turned. I was able to get in my walk and my dog before everything went down, and it's now drizzly and rainy. We've got a Thursday night football game tonight that – Maybe the least exciting Thursday night football game that I in in recent memory, definitely since Amazon, because we know the whole Amazon bought it, and then some people think it was because Al Michaels complained, but the reality was it was because that Jeff Bezos spent a bunch of money to to get the rights for it, and it was on the NFL Network before, so it was kind of their own thing. And if it's your own thing, that you don't necessarily need to promote you can you can hurt your you don't need to put extra stuff on it but when you're trying to take care of a client you got to take care of them and Jeff Bezos is pretty powerful so they uh they were able to uh get some better games this one however i guess before the season you were going to say a young Bryce Young that where they were expecting to be the top quarterback in the class not CJ Stroud or Will Levis who looks really good right now too uh you know Anthony Richardson looked good until he got hurt Bryce Young has not looked bad it's just this Panthers team looks terrible uh, they are a ways away. Frank Reich, uh, I don't know. I think he bit off more than he could chew coming right back after Indy and going over there and then seeing what Indy's doing without him. 
I don't know if Carolina got the best hire in that, but we'll get more into that game. I'll get more into that game in the 6 o'clock hour. I don't need to bug you down with that because there was a big uh, statement from Sark today uh, at his uh, Thursday media availability. He announced the starting quarterback. He talks a little bit about TCU in his opening, and then he will announce the starting quarterback. So why don't we play this to get our conversation going about Texas and TCU uh, happening this Saturday? All right. Um well, I think, uh, like I referenced earlier in the week, it was fantastic this week having uh, kind of our full allotment of our team back out there at practice. And you could feel the competitiveness. You could feel the energy. I was really impressed with our guys. Coming off of last week's game, um, which sometimes you can play in those types of games, and they could be a bit exhausting mentally as much as they are physically. And uh, I thought our guys came back to work this week. And I think we've got a football team that's really focused. Um, I know as much as there's a lot of noise going on around the team with, with what potentially could happen down the road, I think you know what we try to do as a staff is acknowledge those things and then get our guys right back to being refocused on the task at hand. And uh, that's getting ready to play a really good TCU football team that uh, you, know, you can get caught looking up at their record and thinking, oh, they must not be, not, must not be very good. They've been in a lot of tough games, uh, a lot of tight games. And, and maybe not have finished them the way they would have liked, but they're, they're more than capable and uh, they're a very good team veteran defense, as I touched on. So I think when you turn on the tape, uh, they definitely got our players attention. I think also, I think our players know we did not play very good against them a year ago and that they, uh, you know, they want to go out and put their best foot forward uh, on the road, uh, which we know is going to be a hostile environment at night. Uh, and so it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of poise and composure, uh, not only in the moment Saturday night when we're playing, but in our preparation. And that takes, you know, that mental intensity and that focus needs to be there. So I've been proud of the guys this week. Um, I will say with all that, we continue to kind of have this loose confidence that that I really enjoy about them. You know, I, I don't feel like uh, they're tense right now. I feel like they feel confident what their what their abilities are. Uh, and it's going to take it's going to take a team effort Saturday, and so we're looking forward to that. I'd say the the biggest thing of note now, uh, Quinn's going to start Saturday night, and and we're obviously as a team excited about that. He's had a great week of practice. Um, you know, I feel very comfortable uh, with his ability to to operate the offense. Uh, I think he, his family, our medical team feel very good about um, where he's at health wise, and so. Uh, we're looking forward to having him back. I think we're very fortunate that Malik got those two starts under his belt. And so knowing uh, in the future, if something, you know, Quinn wasn't able to go, that we've got a really quality backup that's won two ball games for us, one of which against a, a top 25 team, a really good defense. So uh, we're, we're fortunate in the position that we're in, um, but it'll great. it'd be great to have uh, number three back out there Saturday night. So that, of course, is the big news of the day, is that Quinn Ewers is back. Quinn Ewers is starting. Uh, we, he was asked in a minute. I'll play this, this sound real quick. It's two seconds. Uh, he was asked if Quinn Ewers will be limited at all in that game. Here's his response to that. No, not limited at all. He looked great to me today. So, so we have as of Thursday, and now things are always subject to change, usually not a Sark mode. Normally a Sark mode would be, uh, well, we're going to play it, and it's a game-time decision, and we'll see, and then try and play a little bit more mind games. I don't know if he's insanely worried about the TCU defense this season. Now, you're going to have to realize that this is a three-high, three-down, and they can change, and they can have a lot of different looks. We can play you sound 
about TCU changing their defensive looks. Uh, but this is a this is a statement for Texas and for Quinn Ewers that this season matters a lot for Quinn Ewers. And I think this shows you even more that Quinn is a Quinn and his family and everybody is ready for him to go to that next level after this season, and they need him to raise his stock. And so a lot of people are saying that Quinn would not want to come back because they don't want to risk any injuries for NFL draft. I think they feel better that they want to try and raise his ability. They believe in themselves, and that's a good thing. You want to have a quarterback that believes in themselves and wants to be out there on the field and wants to be making those big plays. So Quinn Ewers will be the starting quarterback for Texas going in against TCU. It did move the line a little bit today that I saw. I saw it move two points to Texas now a 12-point favorite. I imagine that may slide a little bit more uh, once the news spreads a little bit more and some more money goes on the other side betting on Texas that Quinn Ewers is back. Uh, but yeah, that, that will be a good news. Uh, Sark also talked about Ewers recovery and how he felt that Ewers was able to come back and why he believed he was able to come back this week. Well, I, I think it started really coming out of the Houston game. I, I thought his approach to the injury um, was, was very professional. He did the work needed uh, from a rehab standpoint. He stayed very engaged uh, with the team and with us offensively. You know, he was wearing the headset uh, in game on the sideline, hearing the play calls, hearing the adjustments. Um, and so that when he really came back to practice this week, when he really practicing, it didn't feel like there was a lot of rust, you know, not only physically, but mentally. And I thought he got stronger as the week went on of, of really throwing the ball. And he went out the last two days and I didn't feel like there was a throw he couldn't make. And he made all the throws in, in a very comfortable fashion. Um, and I thought he managed you know, the, the game plan really well. So it seems Quinn can make all the throws. Quinn is back in Texas should feel good going into this TCU game, at least offensively. Now, TCU is going to throw some different looks at you. TCU is going to try and uh, confuse and and you know change up and whatever Sark throws out there, they're going to have answers for. And so this is going to be a big test for Sark. And you know his script has looked really well the last few weeks. His script has worked on everybody, and they are they're, they've gone out some good leads. They've gotten out ahead of people. The issue has then become. How are you able to maintain and keep keep growing and keep growing as a as an offense and not have turnovers and not have not slow down and not have three and outs and not have to punt the ball a bunch of times? And that's kind of where Sark has been lacking. And TCU, that is going to be their defensive game plan, which is, you know, even if you can weather the storm, that you're going to try and, you know, even if you're down three touchdowns or four touchdowns or, you know, whatever it is, probably two to three. Uh, if you get down a little bit early because Texas opening script is working, they kind of know what you're going to come out and do. They're able to get past you. Now you change up how your defense looks, and Sark is not prepared for that. How long will it take Sark to prepare? Sark was asked about TCU changing defensive looks, and he kind of gives a roundabout answer about it, but it doesn't answer much about what he wants, which is the play calling, which is going to be big. But here's Sark talking about TCU that has shown that they can be a chameleon on defense not necessarily the greatest defensive players, not you know, not dominating any defensively, but for uh, for Quinn Ewers, he had problems with this last year. Here's Sark talking about tech, uh, TCU changing defenses. Well, you know, I, I think naturally, you know, pretty much every game, we always get 
new new looks right people play us a little bit differently in, in all three phases it could be a different pump protection it could be um, different formations or run schemes on offense you know it could be you know um, a completely different defense it could be how they play our plays differently as opposed to what they show on tape and so naturally we have to have the ability to adapt uh, I think that that's 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 really critical uh, to our success and, and we got to stay versatile. And I think that that's something that, you know, I've been, I've been preaching on of not only as a team, but even from an offense or a defense or a special teams perspective, we've got to be versatile enough to adapt and adjust to those things as they present themselves. And so, you know, I, it, it's not our choice. You know, you go into a game, we, we don't get to tell the opponent to, Hey, just play what you played last week or play an entirely new defense. What we do control is our ability to adapt to those things that they do present that is new. Uh, and I think that we've got uh, schemes and the people that, that are more than capable to adapt to anything that gets presented to us. So you have the schemes, they have the players, they have all that. Can Sark adjust his game plan accordingly to the defenses? Because this seems like a game where you're going to be able to possibly get a good start against this team. You're able to get some points on the board. And then on the flip side of it, this is one where you run up against where unlike K-State that wanted to be a running team and you turned them into a passing team and then they successfully passed on you, uh, you know going into this that TCU doesn't really need to run the football. They're a moderate, okay running football team, not great. And Texas is a great running defense. They may not really try to run the ball too much. I mean, you're going to do it to uh, to keep Texas honest for sure. But at the same point, this is going to be a passing team and they continue to pass the ball well but they don't pass the ball consistently they it, there's too many turnovers they're uh, apparently going to be starting Josh Hoover at quarterback uh the so Chandler uh, Morris is not going to be playing it'll be Josh Morris will be the young guy they're moving on to the future of their program he is uh who they expect to be starting long term uh at TCU so Josh Hoover is playing but Josh Hoover turns the ball over and so this Texas defense is going to need to play a solid game of not allowing things on the top because they're going to attack the safeties. We did get an injury update on Jalen Catalan and Keenan Crawford here. That is from Sark. I'll go backwards. Yes, Catalan and Crawford will both be available. Um, Catalan and Crawford both available. So, you know, Catalan will be on a pitch count, I'm sure, because he's been on one all season when he was playing. Uh, but you'll be able to get Catalan back. You'll be able to get some guys back in the secondary. It's going to be a tough game for the secondary for Texas. TCU throws the ball well. They know how to get people in space. They have receivers that get hurt, but they know how to pass the ball. Here's Sark talking about TCU's passing success to give you a little idea about how he feels about it. But TCU does have passing, and Texas is going to have to deal with this. I, I think one thing that that TCU does um, with Kendall and have known Kendall for for quite some time, a their tempo can cause you issues. You know, if you don't get lined up, they can hurt you. Um, it, regardless of who the receiver is, if you don't guard these people and the ball snap, you know, it's, you get completions. I think the second part is they utilize everybody on the field, whether it's the three receivers, they've got two really good tight ends that they get the ball to, and they've got a very good runner. You know, that the Bailey kid is a really good player. And so when you're getting deployed and, and you're trying to guard all the receivers, the runner can hurt you as well. He's got over 900 yards on the year at this point too. So they're, they're a very balanced attack that way. I know we look at the passing numbers and some of those come 
like I said, in games where maybe they've fallen behind and they had to throw it more more than they probably would have liked. Uh, but they they can run the ball and they can run it very effectively. And so, uh, hopefully, you know, we can we can try to make them a little bit you know one dimensional. Uh, and as we said, try to try to affect the quarterback a little bit and create some turnovers. So that's kind of it, affecting the quarterback, affecting the quarterback. This is going to be a game where I know I've complained about it this season. Some people have, some people haven't, that PK doesn't necessarily bring pressure as much as I would like. He likes to bring organic pressure and hope that four guys can beat five guys and hope that he can get pressure without really bringing anybody extra to help out in the secondary. But it doesn't necessarily help you out in the secondary a ton. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Josh Hoover is going to run the ball a ton on Texas. I think that this is one where it's okay to bring some pressure and try and make him throw some more passes that we saw Malik Murphy make last week. And we see young guys make all the time. He's a young guy. You want to make him throw off his back foot. You want to make him throw an indecision because that's what Texas is going to need to win this game because, unfortunately, this does seem like a game where TCU is going to put up some serious passing yards on Texas. Texas has had a lack of success in the pass defense. Now, part of that, is the, the way the game is played. It's very, very hard now to play a really strict and tight secondary and play defensive pass coverage really tight because, you know, you can get a penalty pretty easily, and if we know the refs are not necessarily on Team Texas, then, you know, okay, well, you can get that penalty on you, and it's it's a legit penalty. So you get it, and, you know, it's hard to get downfield, but you're going to have to create that, make it easier on your secondary because it is – and the rules have been set up to help the passing game. The rules have been set up to help wide receivers and quarterbacks and moving the ball. The rules have been set up that way. So you have to handicap it back by bringing pressure and rushing the quarterback in this game. I think you need to bring a lot of pressure uh, against, against Josh Hoover and TCU throughout this game. Sark also did speak about the past defense struggles, and he kind of coach speaks most of it, but at the very end, you'll get the truth out of him. But... You know, it, the past coverage and the, the past defensive problems have, have built up, and it's one of the main concerns for most Texas fans right now is this past defense, is will it hold up when you start to get against better and better passing teams? This is a TCU team that is going to be the test or a good test for, T, for Texas to see if this TCU passing te- team goes and puts up 500 yards on them or you're able to hold them back to somewhere around 300 and you get the turnovers on them. You keep them out of the end zone because they're not a great red zone team either. I don't know where I've heard that before, but you can do all those things. Here's Sark talking about Texas' past defensive struggles. Yeah, no, I think a couple things. One, when you fall behind in the game by three scores um, and you and you have to throw it, you're you're willing to take a few more risks. Uh, and inevitably, you know, in those games, we got a couple really critical turnovers. Both games, we got two sack fumbles that we recovered. Both games, Michael Taft gets interceptions. Okay. And so I, I recognize when you get behind, you, you start throwing the ball and your, and your pass attempts go up. Um, but when, when you're, when you're stopping the run, you can affect the quarterback. You can create turnovers. Okay. People are going to get some numbers in the passing game. Would I like it to be a little tighter? Sure. But we can also do our part offensively and not turn the ball over and not give them short fields because I think that inevitably had much of an impact in that game as well. Um, and so if we can continue to affect the quarterback, if we can continue to create turnovers, if we can continue to stop the run, um, and, and then ultimately 
not give up explosive plays in the passing game, that would be, that would be ideal. Okay. And so, you know, there were some plays the other day that, that were, we, you know, we just didn't play very well, most notably the sudden change post for the touchdown. Um, you know, the, the fade ball where we missed two tackles and the, and they score there. Um, if we can clean those types of things up, if a team's going to throw the ball 48, 50 times a game, and then you go average per attempt and they're, you know, maybe a 300 yard day, the odds are we're probably playing pretty good as a team. And, and ultimately uh, our goal is to come out on top and win the game. But to your point, yes. Can we be better in pass defense? No question. So yes. Can we be better in pass defense? No question. But also that is kind of the, the Texas complimentary or whatever you want to call it, where you have to understand your strengths and weaknesses. You want to hold them to be a really bad running team. You want to stop the run. You want to create turnovers, which you can do against this TCU team, and don't allow things over the top. And part of that is going to be allowing some serious rushing yards for TCU, or serious passing yards for TCU. You just need to be able to get the pressure to not allow uh, Hoover to get too comfortable and to not allow Hoover to get really comfortable and not turn the ball over. You want him to be on that back foot. You want him to be a little bit more worried. You can create that pressure. If you know there's going to be completions, if you know there's going to be plays, sometimes you're going to have to send some of those linebackers and really try and get it. I don't know if he's going to be too much of a run risk that you're going to have to you know, sit back on him. So I think you really should be blitzing and trying to create more pressure against Hoover in this game because the pass game could be a, could be a, a big, big part of this game. It leads us to Patrick's Big Fat Ball of the Day. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day on the Horn. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day today. Text line is open, 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776. Poll of the Day, how many passing yards will Texas allow on Saturday? If you'd like to throw in how many you'd like to see them get and how many you think they will, what do you think is an acceptable level? What do you think is possible? What do you think, you know, what, what are your realms of if this is success for Texas, if they hold them to this many yards, and I don't know if they can? Give me that number. Give me the number on the text line, 512-447-3776. You can also put in there how many turnovers you need to see in that passing game to make it a, a good game for Texas in this secondary, to make it a successful game for them. Knowing that Texas is going to have some issues, knowing that TCU is going to throw the ball a ton in this game. If they get the ball enough, this is not like uh, the the Kansas State game where the game can go slowly because they're going to run, and then, of course, it slowed down that second half considerably because of passing. You're going to basically see that passing game, I would assume, most of the game. So what do you think? What's, that, what's the number that you think is an acceptable number for Texas to allow uh, passing yardage, and how many turnovers would you like to see? That is the poll today, 512 512- Four four seven three seven seven six. Of course, if you have any other takes on Texas football, any other Texas football questions, uh, NFL questions, NBA, college basketball, we'll try to get to whatever we can. We always try to answer the text. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will uh, get to some of those texts. We will get to some hook em up sound uh, about TCU and some more stats and look into what TCU can do passing the ball from uh, hook em up this morning. And uh, we'll keep going right here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on the horn. Back on the Sports Complex on a Thursday afternoon. Text lines open, 512-447-3776. Asking Big Fat Poll today, what do you think is an acceptable amount of passing yards for Texas to allow uh, against TCU on Saturday, knowing that they are going to be probably, most likely, a heavily passing attack? And how many turnovers would you like to see in that passing game? We see that the, the, the defense did, we you say the defense did a good job against TCU. Of course, we are playing veterans, men and women who served uh, on Veterans Day is Saturday, so we are playing that as a musical theme all week long. Uh, Willie Nelson did not serve for long; it was a short time until I believe he had some sort of body. It was a I don't know, it was a back or a foot or something that uh, that he that allowed him out of the military. But he did; he he was enlisted at one point, so we are going to give him a salute for Veterans Day. And actually, has supported a lot of veterans' causes throughout the years as well. For good old Willie Nelson, and uh, you know, anytime. You know, Willie Nelson's one of those ones. I'm not a big country music fan, but Willie Nelson's one of those guys that kind of always gets a, gets a pass in the country music. Where you're just like, yeah, like Johnny Cash. Those old school guys that you just go, no, no. All right, you're cool. You're cool. I don't, I don't, your music still works, even if I'm not a country music fan. I think people just love the music for Willie Nelson. Uh, let's get to text line. 512-447-3776. Big Papa asks, uh, how is TCU's tackling? Uh, I mean, I, it's about the same as everybody else's. It's you know they they've they were doing a lot better last season on a lot of the uh, sticking to rules and, and and discipline and all of that. But when you start to lose, that all kind of goes down a little bit, and it's all part of it. Uh, Texas should be able to move the ball against them, but you just have to be able to be patient and consistent and not try to take shots against you know two or three safeties. And you know, give what they take, take what they give you, and you'll be okay against this defense. I think it's one of the reasons why Sark would really like to have Quinn out there because if you're trying to make that resume, you know, you'd like to have the quarterback you trust to not make mistakes, not put you in a position where TCU can get the game a lot closer against you. Uh, Texter says acceptable yardage. 325 turnovers, four and running yards, 160. I hope they did not allow 160 rushing yards. I hope they did not allow that. Uh, Texas has been Texas rushing defense has been stellar, uh, but I think 325 is around 300, 325. You feel pretty decent about uh, coming out of the game. 
as long as there's not a bunch over the top and you're not allowing a bunch of touchdowns. If you're able to hold those down and just get those yardage and they turn into field goals, I think you feel pretty good about that. And if you get four turnovers, you have to feel good uh, that you've created pressure. You maybe get a fumble in there and a couple picks. That would be nice to see as well there. And you also, uh, what is the, oh, the only likely scenario that Texas gets into the top four? I think there's a couple, but there, I mean, it does involve – it does involve some help from some other teams. I'll tell you what, I'll go more into that in the 6 o'clock hour uh, because we're going to play the sound from hook him up here in just a minute, and then we'll get into that, and I'll put, I'll, I got to look up some of the teams of who they're playing because like, off the top of my head, I don't have it written down right now, so I have to look that up, but I will do that for you. I appreciate the text. Uh, this texter says 225 yards passing and two picks minimum. 255 may be a little low, but I like it. I like it, and the two picks, I'm a fan of two. Uh, man, Chief Engineer... Uh, that TD to interception ratio shows promise for sure, and you'd like to see uh, two picks. Uh, they average 296 a game, holding the 225. I think will be reasonable. Uh, I think that Texas is going to allow a little bit more. Like I, I think the average is going to be hard to shoot for because I think you're going to hold them under their running average. I think you will be able to stop the run, which means they're just going to be throwing, and you would hope that you'll be ahead so that they're going to be throwing the ball more and more and more. And just knowing how this Texas defense is and knowing how PK calls this Texas defense, it, you know, if even if he holds off on, you know, really letting it kind of get a little bit looser be- until the fourth quarter, they'll still put up 100 yards in that fourth quarter pretty easily. Uh, and they're averaging 1.5 sacks a game, really hoping we can do better than that. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, three to five sacks would be great in this game. And I don't even really need the sacks. I need the pressures because I think he's going to turn the ball over more if he's pressured then if he's sacked, I think if he's sacked, he might hold on to it. I, you know, I think really you just want to get the pressure on him. He's got a pretty quick release, so he's going to get the ball out. But you'd like to see him throwing the ball off his back foot, throwing it into pressure, throwing it into trouble. You know, and then you get a guy like Michael Taff, who's been hot of Johnny on the spot to get the ball. You've got some guys uh, in that backfield, in that you know, in the backfield that can go out there and get the ball. So yeah, I think you don't necessarily even need to th- see three to five sacks. I think you'd like to see you know, two sacks, three sacks, but you'd really love to see the pressures more than anything else because you may more get some more turnovers. And if you get three to five sacks, believe me, I will not be the one complaining. Uh, we'll read this one by Oklahoma Greg, and then we will go uh, to break. Actually, we'll play this sound from uh, Hook'em Up. This will be a lot like the Houston game with their QB passing for over 350 yards and three TDs. Hopefully Sark learns something and runs the ball a lot more to keep TCU offense off the field. If so, they'll have less than 250 yards passing, and maybe we can get a pick six since he's a freshman. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that this is a game where it could look more like the Houston game of passing. Uh, I, you know, you're gonna run the ball, but Quinn Ewers is back. You're gonna throw the ball too. You just are. You know, you're you can throw the ball against this TCU defense. You don't want to turn it over, uh, but you want to. You just want to score. You want to keep scoring. And you know, the problem with Texas running the ball is if they run the ball effectively down into the red zone, they're going to be kicking field goals for the entire game. So you kind of have to have some big pass plays over the top too, because Texas is just not being able to run the ball great in the red zone. Uh, but I do agree with you that this is going to be a, a difficult challenge for Texas if unless they can get the turnovers going their way. And you also just want to keep guys in front of you because like Texas in the red zone, TC has had their struggles too. Uh, and talking about that, let's talk about let's play you some sound from Hook 'em Up with Ian Rob B. Uh, Rob Babers this morning talking about TCU's passing, uh, what they've got going for them, and what it may look like when we get to Saturday. 
So I went and uh, did some research on Josh Hoover, and he's actually, at least the, the profile is pretty impressive for the young kid. Uh, he was the 33rd quarterback in the nation coming out, the quarterback who's going to start for TCU. And he was emit, originally, my man Jerry Hamilton threw this out there, committed to Kalen DeBoer when he was at Indiana. Uh, and then, obviously, now he's at Washington, and he changed his commitment to TCU. And Kalen DeBoer recruits quarterbacks that got strong arms because <laughs> it's a vertical passing game, taking a lot of shots downfield. Um, so it, it, that actually just shows you the young man's got he's got a, he's got an arm. He's got a quick release too, which I really like about his game. Now he makes he makes a lot of mistakes with the football. He's throw. You go look at his last three games. Uh, you're talking about seven interceptions for him in the last three games. I'm oh, sorry, five interceptions in the last three games. I think he got seven interceptions total. So he he will give away the football. They are last in turnover margin in the Big Twelve. Uh, they have 15 giveaways on the season. So that is their fatal flaw as a team. Uh, they actually do move the football, and, and he moves the football. He does a really good job. I mean, he just told you about their passing offense and how passing offense and passing defense, they're the best in uh, the Big 12, and one of the best in the country, actually, in passing offense. I, I threw this stat out there. Uh, I was doing football theory with my man Ian Boyd, and he was a little surprised by it, too. If you go look at 10-plus-yard pass plays, uh, TCU has 116 10-plus-yard passing plays. That's third most in – College football, third most in college football. Only Washington and USC have more. <laughs> They're ahead of Georgia and Oregon. Oregon's at five. Georgia's at four. If you go look at 10-plus yard plays overall, and you get the, and 70% of these obviously are passing, uh, passing plays. Um, but you go look at the whole overall, 165 of them, the fourth most. Only Washington, USC, Oregon have more 10-plus yard pass. I'm sorry, 10-plus yard plays, period. And they're right ahead of Georgia. They they move the football. These are talking about first downs here. Their biggest issue is red zone offense. They're as bad, if not worse, than Texas in the red zone. <laughs> so when they get down there, they usually stub their toe somehow, and they also stub their toe because they give away the football way too often. They're too careless with football. So they have two like Shakespearean, like tragic Shakespearean flaws as a team uh, offensively. They have a, they're careless with the football, and then their red zone offense is not great. But they – so don't get frustrated if you start seeing them move the football. You're like, man, the hell, man, they're making some plays. We know Texas secondary is, is prone to uh, let a team, you know, move the football via the pass, especially pass-first teams, and they are and will be pass-first. All right, last two – sorry, last three games, 52, 43, and 58 pass attempts. They're going to chunk it. They're going to – forget abandoning the run – they're not going to even. They're not going to bring the run. They're not going to pack the run game at all. I mean, the run game will. It may be a complementary factor if Texas decides to just drop eight guys, um, but I doubt that very seriously. I think they're gonna. They're just gonna throw it because I think that's the best way. Even last week, once we saw K State become a pass happy team, even they made some plays against Texas, and that is, you know, that's outside of their character. They don't want to do that. So the way to, you know, you don't want to run the ball against Texas. Nobody really been, has been able to do that. They're not a dominant running game anyway. Josh Hoover is not, as he mentioned, not a dual-threat quarterback at all, too. Makes Texas' job easier. So they just going to chunk it. They're going to chunk it early. They're going to chunk it often against Texas. And they're going to go after the Texas safeties, which are now uh, allowing the highest yards per target, all right, of any safety group in the Big 12. So they're coming after the safeties, and it is that veer and shoot 
which Texas had to defend versus Oklahoma. Gave Texas problems, but more with Dylan Gabriel running the football to as a threat. But still, trust me, there will be notes shared, I guarantee you. Family notes behind the scenes. There's probably a group text going on with Kendall Browse, his brother-in-law, Jeff Levy, who's the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma. Kendall Browse, the offensive coordinator for TCU. He knows how to beat Texas. He's done it before for different programs, for Baylor and for Arkansas. It's personal with him as a former member of DBU, like myself, in the same DB room with me. Uh, Kendall now, uh, you know, I think takes it personal when he faces Texas. So, they're going to chunk it, man, and they're going to have some trickery and some exotics ready to go, too. But they like this young man, uh, Josh Hoover, and he's got family. He's got good genes, too. His brother's a really good baseball player. Uh, Caleb, he's a Major League Baseball prospect. His dad uh, played linebacker at Colorado State and was an NFL linebacker. So he's got good genes. And like I said, I like his game. Uh, he chunks it. He, he's, got, he's got a quick release, um, and he's got a strong arm. He's just young and like Malik. Makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Well, and, I, you know, much like the kid Avery Johnson at Kansas State we saw sparingly last week. I mean, they're, they're the futures of their program at the position. That's pretty obvious. And the, 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 the deep pass numbers you gave that, you know, only Oregon. Crazy. Uh, the, 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 well, and obviously that's been a – you mentioned that's been a problem for Texas, giving up the big play. So this has to be a week where your secondary plays well, your safeties. you got to get your covered safeties on the field. Uh, because, you know, the, the numbers will tell you the more kind of like teams do to Texas, the more you can play bend but don't break, give up some yards, but you know, the numbers, the odds are going to tell you you're going to force a turnover somewhere. That's exactly right. And, you're, and you could force some field goals, but you know, one thing you can't do is consistently give up the big play that ends up in the end zone because that's, uh, that's what TCU is looking for. And obviously they're watching this film of Texas saying, oh, we think we got some out there if we can get X lined up on – you know, their safety or get this guy on that guy, we're going to take a shot. That's exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, this has got to be a really good defensive effort for Texas. And it's, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to make because I did watch the BYU game where they flattened the Cougars. I mean, that game was never competitive. But then the next week they went up to K-State and they were never competitive. That game was 21-3 to at the end of the first quarter. Um, and they lost 41-3 to to the Wildcats. And so, you know, but, but the other games that they've lost in this four out of five losing stretch of theirs, they've been kind of coin flip games. In the West Virginia game, the Tech game, um, you know, the, these are one-score games that could have gone either way. We know Texas has played a few of those. Uh, so uh, Longhorns, you know, you know what you're dealing with, a, a good passing team that's mistake-prone. Longhorns have given up big plays, so they've got to be better in the back end. Maybe getting Jalen Catalan back uh, could be uh, an assistance if, he, if he's able to go today. We'll learn from Sark today how he's doing. Um, and, you know, the wide receiving core, they have a leading receiver, which is J.P. Richardson. Uh, he's a good player. Um, but as you've seen, e, they use a lot of different guys. I mean, they, they rotate a heavy group of receivers in there. They have five different receivers with at least uh, – actually, I take that back. They have six different receivers uh, that have at least 19 receptions. Um, and they'll all be available. The ones who won't be available, uh, Warren Thompson is out for them. He is there. Uh, so I take that back. He's so he's one of those guys. He's he has 19 receptions, so he'll be out. So he's their fourth leading receiver. Uh, but then there's Jack Beck. Um, he's going to be out. I think he's way down on this, like 10th or 11th. Um, and then there's Dylan Wright. He's going to be out. And he's like 10th or he's like 11th as well. So those guys will be out. But man, they have a couple. They have a lot of guys that really rotate in, and they're twitchy and they're fast. They remind me of U of H. They're not as good as U of H receivers, but they're twitchy and fast like that, and they make a lot of plays in space. And Josh Hoover has not really shown that he favors one receiver or the other. 
Just kind of spreads it around to where he thinks is open, operating the offense. He's comfortable in this offense, too. Uh, his, from what my man Jerry says, his high school offense was very similar okay. to this offense. So there's a, there's a comfort level with him as well. So he, I, like I said, I like his game, but they turn the football over. If you're a Longhorn fan, you don't really, you know. I, it, he's not turning the football over, and Texas isn't turning them over or taking the football away. That's bad news because in their wins, the few wins that they have, uh, they, they have um, – Basically, in the base, I say their losses. Maybe sure that they have nine turnovers in their losses and only one takeaway. So a lot of their turnovers have been in their losses. If they're not turning the football over, then that's that's good news for them. That's bad news for Texas. That means they got to stay in the game. So Texas should be able to take the football away. Lights. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be one dimensional. They're gonna throw it. And I wonder if you Texas will break out that black whale package, which is a. A semi-dying package. A dying package is six DBs. Since you know they're going to throw it, they've been throwing it, you know, 40, uh, 52, 43, and 58 times the last three games. A dying package with six DBs on the field, and Mo Blackwell is considered the six DB, but also can be uh, you know, a linebacker for you if you need it, that kind of thing. I wonder if they'll consider that. Yeah, speed, speed package. Good stuff from Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B. Weekday mornings from 6 to 11 right here on the Horn. And, of course, they said if Jalen Catalan, they're both, they said they're available. Keen Crawford and Jalen Catalan are both uh, said to be available. Everyone's supposed to be practicing. It's supposed to look like everybody's going to play, but we'll see who's on a pitch count, who gets out there, and who does what. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will get into some more of your text. The text line is open, 512-447-3776. We're asking you, how many passing yards will Texas allow on Saturday? What's a reasonable amount that you think of them allowing uh, K State and how many turnovers would you like to see? This is a pass heavy case uh, or TCU uh, team that they're going to try and rely on the passing. They're playing a younger quarterback in Josh Hoover who is going to be young and try and go out there and get it. He is turnover prone though, but he's going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball in Texas. It's the best way to attack Texas. So what's an appropriate number? What's a number that you think is a, an okay number for Texas defense to give up against TCU on Saturday? And uh, how many turnovers would you like to see? And if you've got anything else uh, you want to talk about, we always try to get into those on uh, the text line as well. 512-447-3776. If you've got any Texas football questions, if you have any uh, NFL, NBA, NCAA, basketball, we've got all that stuff. We'll keep talking that. We're going to get some more of that in the top of the 6 o'clock too. And uh, I've actually written out, i got some more stuff for you for the texter who asked, about the ways Texas can get into the college football playoff. We can talk about that some this uh, next segment and going in to the 6 o'clock. If you guys have a way that you think, if you have any uh, things you're looking forward to, uh, any chances you think that Texas is going to get in that college football playoff, uh, send that a text in to 512-447-3776. We're going to take a break. We'll come back right here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Back on the sports complex here on a Thursday afternoon. The blues just feels good whenever it starts to get rainy and cold and 
I mean, it's not really that cold, but it's colder than it was. We're back to hoodie weather. I love hoodie weather. You know, no one knows, you know, we just wear the same shirt every day. I mean, you're not wearing the same shirt, but you're wearing the same shirt, you know. Just wear the hoodie every day and you're good to go. It's says hoodie weather. You just put on the hoodie. No, I like that. The no, no caring about. You don't have to worry about too much about what I'm wearing. Just hoodie it up. Good to go. Comfortable. It's a nice way to go. Playing music from anyone who served uh, all week long in honor of Veterans Day being Saturday. BB King uh, served in an interesting way. Uh, he enlisted, and uh, they told him it would help the war effort more because he was a uh, he was a tractor driver to drive tractors for the army to. Uh, you know, get some to basically raise crops for them and, and help out the army in that way. Uh, so BB King served by driving a tractor here in the states, so never had to deploy or do anything like that. But did uh, apparently help out the U.S. military cause by driving a tractor. So uh, salute to BB King and a salute to uh, to all the veterans who served as we come up on Veterans Day. Text line is open five one two four four seven three seven seven six. 512-447-3776. I did want to address uh, this conversation, and then we'll take a break, and then we will come back and get into some more. But we had a texter ask about the path for Texas to get to the college football playoff. There's not a lot of math you have to do in this one because we're we know there's only a few weeks left, and there is a championship week, but I'm not sure if the championship weeks need to necessarily knock out a lot of these teams it could knock out a Florida State because they're not necessarily in a not as great of a conference. Uh, but I think you're really looking at a couple of teams that you you say, well, if they, things go wrong for them, all of a sudden we can jump in. Michigan is one of those. Ohio State only has Michigan left to play. Michigan uh, has to play Penn State this week. Ohio State, we know that they are really under a microscope right now. So if they're able to come in and these other teams kind of combine around them and, and share and, and try and take them down, Michigan could get knocked out. And if Michigan gets knocked out, that opens up a spot in that final four. Uh, Florida State has Miami and Florida left. You assume they're going to win both of those. Georgia has Ole Miss and Tennessee. They've looked fine without Brock Bowers. We thought it may be more, but I think Georgia's going to be in there. So you really need something from that Pac-12 movement as well. The Pac-12 can eat itself. Washington plays Utah this week. They still have Oregon State. They still have Washington State. Oregon plays USC this week. They still have Oregon State. Uh, And then a Pac-12 championship. I think I think there is some people that would rather see Texas than a Washington or an Oregon. Uh, so if you can get out one of them out, and then it comes down to either Ohio State really screws it up at the end of the season, or Michigan, you knock one of those Big Ten teams out, uh, and Florida State would be the other one you're hoping to knock out. But really, you're hoping to knock Pac-12 out and a Big Ten team out would be your best case, your easiest scenario to get in. But no real easy ones. You'll know more after this week. Some big games uh, with Michigan versus Penn State, with uh, Florida State, Miami, with Georgia, Ole Miss, with Washington, Utah, with Oregon, USC. All of those games will help clear up the picture a little bit more of what Texas will need to get in and, and help them out. I mean, they need to start winning by you know points. They need to start getting some some more decisive wins that people will start voting for them and saying, no, this Texas team is legit. They're not in a weak conference that they're barely scraping by in. They're a legit team that got hung up on a rivalry game. It happens. This is a team that can go out and still compete in the Big 12 uh, in the college football playoff. I think that's kind of what you need for Texas. If you have another path to get to for Texas, 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Uh, we get another text that says 300 yards. Uh, Ben, but don't break three takeaways, two interceptions, one fumble. This game makes me nervous, but then again, every game does right now. Yeah. 
Uh, we're asking everybody uh, how many passing yards is allowable for you uh, in this this game because we know K- that TC was going to pass the ball. And how many turnovers would you like to see? And that's kind of around the number. Is you know some people want it lower in the two fifty, but I think three hundred is a bend but don't break kind of offense. And this is where Sark too. Sometimes you got to take those field goals, Sark. Take them field goals, Sark. Take them field goals. Sometimes you got to do it. I know you put Quinn in, so maybe you don't. Have, you're not going to, but take them field goals. We're gonna take a break. When we come back. Uh, some more text, 512-447-3776. We're going to try to get to everybody, uh, talk a little NFL. There is some NFL action tonight. Texas women's basketball played last night. We'll give you uh, some stats from that as well. Uh, and whatever else you want to talk about, 512-447-3776. Uh, also, a great interview from Landy Berdine uh, from TCU. Uh, some really good stuff from the Hook'em uh, Hook Up Morning Show this morning. We'll play that for you in the 6 o'clock hour as well. Coming up in hour two of the Sports Complex right after this here on the Sports Complex and won the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com.